Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts. Again, I would like to thank you for supporting my podcast, listening in, sending me text messages, uh, sitting down having conversations with me about your own experiences. It has been great and I am loving it. There's nothing like talking about old school. Today I'm going to ask you to travel back and think about how you experience trick-or-treat, trick-or-treating on Halloween. Yesterday, while I was moving about between 2.30 and 4.30 yesterday afternoon, I kept seeing young children and their parents going into some of the stores I was going. I was going into, like the sports store, you know, because I was preparing for my new basketball season. But I kept noticing that these children were going into the same stores I was entering to, and they were, I, I didn't hear them saying trick-or-treat. I just saw the parents and the children going into these places, so I didn't think anything about it. But when I went to the public library on the way home, I noticed this large number of children and their parents or chaperone going into the public library. And I parked the car in the parking lot and said to my wife that I was going to go in to see if this was a place where parents were gathering to give, you know, candy to the children and found out that it wasn't. It was actually the the staff of the public library handing out candy to the little children. What was great about that moment was as I was leaving, I saw this group of children playing in the lobby. And they were having a great time. No stress, just enjoying themselves. They were doing what children do best. They were playing, they were in costume, they were going from station to station in the library. They were trick-or-treating. They were getting their candy. All of those things, and they were just having fun. So it caused me to think about it for the rest of the evening because trick-or-treating is not as safe as it used to be. So I don't have children coming to my door, coming on my street, saying trick-or-treat. So we don't get a chance to participate in those type activities unless you go to a a certain vendor that's sponsoring a trunk-or-treat and you find some way to participate. So anyway, I started thinking about how I used to 
observe Halloween when I was a child with other children in the community. Well, with most of my, with all of my episodes so far, I always talk about family because family was central to me. I had a large family, so everything started there. So having seven siblings in the house with me and realizing that, you know, there's a, now realizing, you know, looking back at it, there had to be a serious, serious pressure on the first child and the baby because I am the, the youngest child. But I had to think about my older siblings because the firstborn, they must really catch it because they're the first to everything. You know, the parents experiment with those children. <laughs> the, the parents experiment with the firstborn because, you know, then we didn't go to the hospital, so they were prepared remedies that were handed down. Uh, the forms of discipline was, was practiced on the first child. So the first child just endured everything that's new. But by the time it reached me, I guess the parents were retired were tired of repeating the same things and they began to share that responsibility with the children. So when it came to Halloween that responsibility fell down to the middle child who was Francine. So Francine had the responsibility of chaperoning the three youngest siblings, and that's Cheryl, Sherman, and myself. So in the evening, we didn't start off at 2.30. We didn't start off at 4.30 in the afternoon. We didn't start until it was dark outside. So that had to be between 6.30 and 7 o'clock in the evening. And... Our parents would all say, you know, to all the children, it was kind of like we were on a time schedule. We all started trick-or-treating around the same time in the neighborhoods. And the parents would say, okay, be careful and all of these kind of things. And you listen to Francine and all of these. So we did all of that. So when you start your, your trick-or-treat, you would go outside of your own home and then you come back and you knock on the door. And, you know, your parents would come to the door and say, who is this? And you get a chance to say trick or treat. And and, and uh, the parents would drop something in your bag. And then that was started. That would start the evening. And so my sister, she would always be stand back and she'll wait until you go to the door. And then you run back to her. Oh, I got this. I got that. And you were just happy. And you would go from door to door. Now, we didn't have these standard bags. We carried anything from a pillowcase to a grocery bag. Anything you could find that would handle all of the gifts that you were about to receive for the evening. 
but before I get into the the treats, I would like to talk about the costumes because thinking back on it, it is very funny that we didn't have Transformers and Spider-Man and all the different uniforms representing the characters that are on television. We were creating our own uniforms. But about the closest thing I can recall being a uniform was that you can purchase a mask, a plastic mask to put on your face. And it had a very thin rubber band attached to it from side to side. And you can put that mask on your face and it cuts into your your nose, it cuts around your mouth. And it's, sometimes it can become painful. And you can never get it straight. But you would put that mask on if you had one. And you would go out and that's one costume. But some of the other costumes, they were, <laughs> they were made up. I mean, if you had a sword at home, you could become a pirate. Uh, if you had a gun and holster, you could be a cowboy. Um, you could become an Indian. And your mother or your siblings could put makeup on your face and just do anything. And you could become Dracula, Frankenstein. Or you could become the humpback of Notre Dame if you put a pillow in your back, on one side of your back. Um, but then, some of us, <laughs> some of us, would take a brown paper bag, cut two holes in it, a nose and a mouth, and you had a mask that way too. But the bag would turn around on your face. Sometimes you couldn't see. Uh, but we created our own costumes. Or you could put on your mother's wig if she had one. And you could become James Brown. <laughs> so you, I mean, that was just so many things that you could do. And you created your own costumes. And we would go out and we would travel from one neighborhood to another neighborhood by foot no parents were there just you and your chaperone and everyone would just go out and go to those doors and scream trick or treat trick or treat and the people would come to the door and they would always ask you who are you what are you and they would drop something in your in your bag they would give you peanuts. They would give you oranges, apples, peaches, candy apples, Mary Jane, sweet and sour candy. You name it, 
you would get all of those things and you get a chance to run back and everybody compare what they received. What did you get? What did you did you get? And you would say, oh, I got a candy apple. Oh, I got an apple. I got to be. And, and you were just always comparing all night what you have received. And you start shaking your bag to see how heavy it is and comparing your bag to somebody else's bag. And we would stay out from until about 8.30, 9 o'clock. But when we would return home, we would take our bags and pour them out, pour all the, the candy out on the bed, on a chair, on the floor. And we gathered it all together and then we started trading. Uh, I trade you my Mary Jane for that that coconut candy. I trade you this for that. And then you start trading your candy and your treats for another person's treat. And after a while, you know, finally, my mom and dad, they would come in and settle us down and say, look, you have to go to school tomorrow. You need to put that candy away. But when you wake up the next morning, oh boy, you had a lot of candy to take to school. And the teachers would allow us to, you know, bring that candy. And we would share and we would trade. I trade you this for that. So for those of you of you who are listening and can recall this time frame, what were the names of some of the candy you would receive? I can remember Mary Jane. I can remember the Red Hots. Sugar Daddy. Sugar Babies, Milk Duds, um, that was one candy that was round and slim, had coconuts, I don't know if it was like Lone Boy or something like that, but we received all of that candy, it's the one that we have in the teeth in our mouth today. From all of the candy and everything we were, we ate as children. But it was so fun. And we did it every year. We enjoyed ourselves. We never thought of anyone doing any harm to us. We had our chaperone with us. We went into any and every neighborhood. And you knocked on the door and you said, trick or treat, trick or treat. And you knew that someone was going to come there with the best of intentions to put something good in your bag. It was a great moment, great time in my history. It was a great I remember when story. So tell me, what do you remember about your fun times during Halloween. How did you celebrate trick-or-treating?